we're ready. Yeah. It's very festive here. I like your pumpkin display. <laughs> I love decorating for the holidays. It's good. It's a good quality. It's my favorite thing. Really? Mm-hmm. Do you have like a full yearly routine? Mm-hmm. I have everything in the boxes <laughs> up in the attic. <laughs> My husband just likes me for that. I make him get up on the ladder and pull all the boxes. That's why he likes you. Oh, I said he dislikes oh, me. Oh, dislikes you. <laughs> My husband likes me for that. No, that's his least favorite chore of mine is getting down the I holiday. Like, I don't want to get down the flag day boxes. <laughs> Arbor yeah. day? Yeah, you know, all the, the little ones in between. We don't quite go that far. What's your favorite? Decoration-wise. Decoration? Oh, Christmas. Okay, There's yeah. just so much more to put out. Yeah. Like the tree and the little, ornaments and the lights. Do you have a nativity scene? Yes, we do. <laughs> it's actually, my sister-in-law um, bought it for us from, I forgot what country. It's from, it's like handmade from cool. this country. I forgot where she visited. It's like Portugal or something like that. Very cool. Um, so yeah. It's Is actually, it wooden? It's wooden. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Classic. So it's actually pretty cool. Yeah. My grandma had a stellar nativity scene. I was always fascinated by it like, yeah. as a child. <laughs> I was like, I want to be one of the three wise men. <laughs> well, thank you for being here. Thank you for inviting me into your thank home. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to talk to you. I know we're going to have a good conversation. Oh, yeah. Because we, we always do. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is one official question to start this podcast okay. off. And that is, what were you up to when you were seven years old? Oh, my gosh. Wow. Such a specific age. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. When I was seven, I'm like, what year was that? It was first, second grade. First. Oh, okay. First grade. Um I was in first grade. (laughs) My teacher, her name was Mrs. Root, by far my favorite teacher. She would do my hair. Really? She would bring extra bobby pins to class because she did her hair this in this like, she had beautiful blonde curly hair and she would put it up in this like updo every single day. And I was in love with her. She was so pretty and so nice. So I Mm -hmm. just like wanted to be her. So she would do my hair just like hers, like once a week. And I felt so special. Yeah. Um, when teachers have that little like special connection, especially at that age, yes. super impressionable. And I walked around and I was like, people probably think I'm her. <laughs> <laughs> You're really pulling it off. Was, the Mrs. Root look. I was pulling it off. Yeah. A little seven-year-old me. It was your first role. Your it first was, like, was character. First role. <laughs> and then other than that, um... Probably playing with my toys. Yeah. And Were you a girly girl? No. You liked my, getting your hair done and like dress up? I was, it's weird. I enjoyed girly girl things on my own, but in my house, I was very much a tomboy because I had an older brother. Yeah. So I would do things with him all the time. It's interesting. I find a lot of the models I end up talking to, the girl model, female mm-hmm. models, were kind of time, tomboyish. Yeah. Um, a lot of them come from sports backgrounds, yeah. which it, of course is, you know, part and parcel to that. But I'm I'm wondering if like there's something about the industry that's it's sort of a like gritty industry. Yeah, you know it's not like because a lot of this this podcast is about dispelling the myths mm-hmm. that we're just these like beautiful people who, as I said on the episode with Nicole, just like glide through life, yeah. which is what I've found not to be the case. Yeah, no, <laughs> uh, it's a lot of hard work. It's a lot it's of a like, lot of hard work. Pulling yourself up by the bootstraps, mm-hmm. figuring it out on your own, being a self starter, being mm-hmm. a little like. Not rough around the edges, but just like aggressive and um, motivated. Maybe that is sort of like a boyish quality. No, for an answer and like be fine with it. Thick skin. Yeah. (laughs) Like 
get beat up, dust yourself off, mm-hmm. get back up, that yeah. kind of thing. So that makes sense. Yeah. All right, we're already unlocking secrets. Perfect. Yeah. I love this. Yeah. Very Just, much a tomboy at home. Yeah. We um my grandma was a public school teacher and she confiscated a lot of um like play guns. Mm-hmm. So she had this like treasure chest of play guns oh, sweet. and <laughs> All the type of things that you need for cop and robbers. Yeah. So we played cops and robbers a lot. With the confiscated gun. With, with the, the contraband. Con- <laughs> the contraband from her, <laughs> from her students. Wow. Oh, so from the students. Okay, from her I get students. it. Yeah. And so she'd bring it home for us. Oh, yeah. I thought she took it away from you and then you took them oh. back. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Yeah, going up against my grandma yeah. with my toy gun. <laughs> no, she took it from her students at school, oh. brought it home for us wow. to play with. So she had the ultimate just collection. Yeah, it was amazing. Very so we cool. constantly played cops and robbers. That yep. was a big hit. Yeah. Very big hit. I was big on playing like Army Man. Just... I don't even know what the game was. I just, just was. G.I. Joe's. Yeah, yeah, basically. <laughs> just me army crawling across the lawn by myself. Love that. Yeah, yeah, no, we were cops and robbers. I specifically remember having this like leopard print dress that had a matching jacket and matching socks and headband. Nice. I could probably find a picture for you. <laughs> um, and I wore that and I felt like that was my my uniform. You're kind of like Catwoman. Yes. But like very, Leopard very Woman. Spicy. Yeah. yeah, very spicy. Very spicy. Well, that's a good that's a good mix of like, you know, you're playing cops and robbers, but you're but head I, to toe leopard. <laughs> head to toe leopard. That, that pretty much describes me to a yeah. T. <laughs> so that's the idea behind that question is like the person you are at seven is basically just a mini version of the person you're going to grow up to be. Yeah. You All your like sort of nature and nurture have, you've got enough inputs and experiences and genetics to really set you on a path that mm-hmm. leads to where we are today. today. Um, I don't know if you're still traipsing around in leopard print outfits playing cops and robbers, but... A workout outfit. Yeah. Yeah. So you're, you're still kind Spandex. of... Spandex. You're dressing up, you're doing your hair, trying to pull off looking like your teacher. Yes, exactly. Yeah. All that. Um, so that checks out. Uh, <laughs> I wanted to ask you about Instagram. Okay. Because your output on Instagram is like makes me tired <laughs> in a good like in a, in a way like i don't think i'm working it's hard enough. it's draining <laughs> no not no like i'm exhausted for you okay <laughs> no <laughs> i'm yeah no it's, i look at your instagram and i feel drained <laughs> because one of the big topics that people don't or one of the big misconceptions about this industry is that um you become a model and then you get the work like you become a, like the jobs come and then the photos come and really it's yeah. photos then jobs. Yes. So we've talked about test shoots and mm-hmm. shooting the work that you want to book because mm-hmm. casting agencies you have to show them show them that you can what do they it. want to see. Yeah. Otherwise they have zero creativity. Exactly. If they exactly. don't see the picture, they're like, she can never do that. Yeah, they can't imagine yeah. you in a business suit being no. like, you know, the CEO type. They can't imagine mm-hmm. you with horses like pitching yeah. a bale of hay yes. but if you show them they're like oh that's our girl they're like of course she yeah. looks so natural doing that <laughs> yeah. yeah and that's part of it is, is displaying that you are capable of any specific yeah. skill versatile and i was talking about that on set today how you get these breakdowns for roles that are like we need expert mountain bikers mm-hmm. and you show up to the set and it's just you taking a bike out of a back of a truck yep. over and over again mm-hmm. but what they're really looking for is authenticity and yeah. so it's like, 
the, like anyone can take a bike out of a back of a truck, but yeah. can anyone take a bike out of a back of a truck the way an expert downhill mountain biker would? Yeah. Because the expert downhill mountain biker would handle it a certain way. Yeah. And anyone who knows that world will see the inconsistencies right away. Yeah. And, and they have the expertise of like, oh, yeah. this isn't right. Yeah. You would normally do this. Like this yeah. isn't natural or this isn't realistic. Mm-hmm. And then the photographer's like, oh. Of course. Yeah. Thank you for that. And the photographer might not know. Yeah. The client might not know. The agency mm-hmm. might not know. So they rely on the talent to like to bring golf that. shoots, especially like mm-hmm. the way you hold a golf club when yeah. you're walking around. It varies very, very much between someone who knows how to golf and someone who yeah. is a model with a golf club with in golf their hand. Club. Yeah. yeah. I mean, because I play golf my whole life. I know how to hold a golf club. When I see someone do it wrong, I'm like, you're I'm not so a golfer. Jealous. I wish I was a golfer. <laughs> I mean, I'm not a good golfer, but I've just hey, been around it. I, I can swing a club at a driving range. I think I've seen a video of that. <laughs> yeah. And that's about it. Yeah. I wish, I wish it went past that. <laughs> yeah. And that's, it's actually one of my like secret weapons is that I've always been since I was a kid, like I've always picked up on not necessarily like getting really good at a skill, but like the surrounding characteristics, yeah, like the little tricks, like the way the, like I'm very visual and very observant Mm -hmm. and like the way people put like their golf glove in their pocket or the way they pull their pants when they bend down to read a putt. Like I Mm -hmm. I pick up on those little things Mm -hmm. and I might not be a great golfer, but for a photo, I can be exactly what you need. Yeah. Yeah, so that's you know I, I get that aspect of what they're looking for when yeah. they when they have these ridiculous breakdowns like you must be an expert whitewater rafter like yeah. you, all sorts of wild stuff. Um, but back to your your Instagram output, it seems like you're testing constantly a lot. Yeah, yeah, and it. You're, I mean, you're always so happy in your, like, you just like exude <laughs> warmth and like, well, it seems like you're having you. a great time. And you always, you know, shout out your photographers <laughs> and talk about the relationship you have with them, that you have fun. Yeah. So it's great to see that you're enjoying your work. Yes. It's not like labor for you. No, not at all. Yeah. I love, which is so funny because I never knew this about my personality or I guess honed in on it or recognized it. But I love being creative. Mm-hmm. And prior to modeling, I would have never told you if you would have asked me, like, are you a creative person? I'd have been like, heck no. I'm You're a sporty creative. person. Right? Yeah, I'm yeah. a sporty person. Yeah. I'm very meticulous. I'm very like start at step one and mm-hmm. then finish the whole process. Like yeah. but um modeling's kind of opened up that side of me of like being able to create and being able to explore or like try different things or you know, the fun thing about doing a test shoot is like there's no pressure of like you Mm -hmm. have to get the shot or you have to do it perfect it's more so like what feels good to you what looks good yeah what is the photographer giving feedback like what are they saying what idea can you bring to the table exactly it's like that question or when they when the statement's like try something else yeah there's no right answer to that yeah but like how open are you how free are you to be creative in that moment and just like Maybe you're emulating something you saw on someone else's mm-hmm. photo, or maybe yeah. you're trying something you've never seen before. Totally. But like the willingness to try to that try is something. that's like hugely creative, I think. Yeah, yeah. for sure. I am um, actually, I just did a test shoot two weeks ago. First time I've ever done like editorial and sport. I've done editorial and sport with ASICs mm-hmm. in studio. But I was wearing like athletic clothes. It was more like editorial poses and like jumping. Yeah. That kind of editorial. Oh, yeah. The like dynamic sort of yeah, with like cotton s- motion. Super, super harsh lighting. Yeah. Like really drastic. Vogue-y. Like, yeah. 
Yeah. Um, so I did, I've done that before, but this one was with normal, like not normal, uh, more editorial clothing. Mm -hmm. Like I was in heels and the photographer was like, all right, now jump. And I'm like, how do I jump in six inch heels? (laughs) I don't know if I can get off the floor right now. That was the first time where I felt uncomfortable in a really, not uncomfortable in a bad way, but just out of my comfort zone in a situation where I'm like, okay, how do I do this? And also like in my head, I'm always thinking like, what does this look like to the photographer? Mm-hmm. Like, what is the photographer seeing? Where are my arms? Where are my feet? Like, where is my head looking? Where is the light? How is the light hitting me? Yep. And it was like so many different aspects. And I was thrown off because I was in heels. Right. And they were asking me to like jump and run. And I'm like, I, I, I'm going to do it, but I don't know if I'm actually leaving the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Fingers crossed. It turned out amazing. Like, yeah. so freaking cool. And like, the photographer was so nice in the entire time. Were you able to sort of separate your wardrobe from the, like, it's almost like you're doing a fitness style shoot, like what yes. you did for ASICs, but yes. just like I'm wearing, I happen to be wearing heels. Yes. And if these break when I land, well, hopefully you got the shot in the air. Yes. That kind of thing. Yes. Yeah. I, it got to the point where I was just kind of like, it's fine. We're all here just to create something cool. Nobody's judging me. Mm-hmm. Nobody cares if I mess up or make a stupid pose. Like, right. And even like a couple of times where I was kind of like, I didn't feel that confident about yeah, that pose. But no one's ever going to see those photos. Well, the photographer was like, oh my God, this is amazing. Look at this. Yeah. And like would show me the picture and I'm like, oh wow, no, that actually did turn out really cool. Yeah. So it was more so like me just pushing through that like I've never done this before and I feel very much out of my comfort zone physically and like creatively. Yeah. <laughs> but it was it was really fun. I'm but glad yeah, I, I think, had the opportunity to I do think that. like creative genius lies in previously unforeseen connections. Mm-hmm. When you can take a discipline or a medium and connect the dots in a way that at first glance is like what? Yeah. And then you like like, like putting you know, this sort of dynamic, sporty movement into something that's high fashion. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it's been done before. But it's not common yeah. and it's not what you'd expect. Mm-hmm. And you may end up with a result that is uh, greater than the sum of its parts yeah. kind of thing. And it's kind of funny because we were in the middle of the shoot. The photographer had up his inspiration pictures and all that kind of stuff. And me being a previous athlete, I was looking at these pictures and I'm like, that's like not a natural way to jump. Yeah. Like, yeah. You naturally do have your opposite arm, opposite leg. That's mm-hmm. how your body moves. That's how my body moves. And like these models were like moving like, almost in the opposite way of yeah, that my body moves. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know. I honestly don't know if my body can do this because I'm almost so coordinated that it's hard for me to be right. uncoordinated. Well, because it's a lifetime of muscle memory yes. that was trained into you. Yes. Yeah. And so he was like, do you think you can do this? And I was like, you know, I will 100% try. I will always try. I'm like, but like, that's a very uncoordinated movement. Mm-hmm. It looks really cool and creative. Yeah. But like me seeing that as an athlete, I'm like, that's not how you run. That's yeah. not how you jump. No. Like, I don't know if my body's going to yeah. let me do yeah. that. Yeah. And that's the difference between, you know, what looks natural and yes. what is natural and then what is athletic and what's the fantasy mm-hmm. editorialized yeah. version what of athleticism. Yeah. I mean, we, I talked to Kelsey Kenoki, who's mm-hmm. like a fantastic fitness model, and she talked about like 
I don't know if she had a word for it, but it's like that lunging shot. That's yeah. sort of like full mid-air, oh, spride, gazelle. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, that there's nothing natural about that. No. And she comes from a running background. Um, there's lots of like sprint, like hardcore sprinter athletes I've worked with who are like, yeah, you have to learn how to mm-hmm. stride for a running shoot. It's yeah. not something you'd ever do at a, no. a fitness practice. No. Never. Yeah. And so again, it's like this skill set you have to learn that's that, that that has nothing to do with how like beautiful you are, no. how good your abs are. Mm-hmm. It's this weird skill yeah. of creating something on film for a second that could be wildly awkward and uncoordinated and counterintuitive but for that one second half a second it looks amazing yeah yeah and that's uh yeah it's it's bizarre what we it's kind of funny i was i was talking to a physical therapist the other day my whole body is broken from playing (laughs) soccer yeah um and he came into the studio while i was coaching and he and i just spoke after class and he was like, yeah, like, you know, I heard you play soccer, like all that kind of stuff. And I was like, yeah, my knees are so messed up. Like mm-hmm. my knees are swollen all the time. And he was like, you know, what do you do? And I was like, I model. And I'm like, I know this sounds crazy, but like fitness shoots. Mm-hmm. I'm doing the same exact thing for eight, eight hours. And yeah. usually I'm only doing it on one side yeah. because one side looks better than the other side or yeah. like the studio is only lit for a certain way. So I can only face a certain way. Right. Um, and so I was telling him that I had a shoot um, with Assault Fitness and they have that uh, specialized treadmill that you self. Uh, oh, yeah. The, like the. I don't know what it's called. Self-propelled. Self-propelled. Yeah. yeah. Those are fun. It's like a um, hamster wheel for people. I I told them, I was like, yeah, I shot for them. I'm like, I was super excited. Um, They told us they had three pieces of equipment. So I assumed that I would be using all three pieces. Mm -hmm. But I was the only person that could run on the treadmill. So I ran for eight hours. Yeah. And just, I like, I, I had the treadmill on so I could see how much I was running. By the end of the day, I think I ran close to 10 miles. Yeah. And he was like, are you serious? And sometimes in a full out sprint, I'm yeah. sure. And I'm like, yeah, no, I I oscillated between like walking, jogging and sprinting mm-hmm. for eight hours. And I, he was like, and you didn't do anything else? And I was like, nope, I just sprinted for eight <laughs> yeah. hours. And I was like, about three, three hours in, I was like, I could feel my knee swelling up. And I was like, there's nothing I could do about it. Right. I'm like, Not I, in the moment. Yeah. No, I'm like, and normally... When I'm working out, I'm I'm able to be like, okay, my knee hurts. I'm going to stop doing that movement. Mm-hmm. I was like, but being a full-time fitness model, like I don't have the choice yeah. to be like, sorry, guys, my knee's swollen. Like, yeah. we're going to call the shoe. Like, you, just, you have to do it. <laughs> and you also, you don't know. I mean, I go to fitness shoots where it's fitness apparel and I'm not doing, it's very e-commy. Yeah. And it's just poses. Yeah. I've gone to fitness shoots where it's, uh, it might be like a, a watch or some tech device yeah. and I end up running 10 miles yes. because they're just, you know, they want, a, they want a shot across the lake and they're mm-hmm. like, okay, like reset, reset. Like, get re- over yeah. there. <laughs> yeah. And the, the, the photographer's in his head. He's just worrying about the shot. And they're, they're, yeah. he's a fitness model. He can run forever. And it's yeah. like, well, not forever. Uh, yeah. uh, like you see pictures of me. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Those are for an eighth of a second. Yeah. Have you seen a video of me? <laughs> yeah. But I mean, like, do you ever do anything in terms of like warming up or stretching? Because yes, I have to. I probably should. I yeah. have to. I I will literally at the beginning of of modeling, I wouldn't because yeah. I'm like, oh, it's just a shoot. It's, just, modeling, it's yeah. just a shoot. And then I started realizing, like, oh crap, no, like I'm I'm like putting my body 
probably through more than what I would be putting it through during a normal yeah. workout. So yeah. I'm like at uh, weird intervals with no warm up, no cool yes, down. Yeah. Yes. Um, and you, I mean, and I, my body just doesn't do well with running. Like I'd have just horrible tendonitis in my knee. So when I'm running for longer than I should, my knee just instantly yeah. swells up. So I just, I have, I always usually bring like my massage gun with me, which yeah, I'm like, I'm say, such an the old Thera person gun, yeah. for, for being like, I got to pack my, my Advil and my massage gun. My icy hot. My, and my, my cold compress. Yeah. yeah, no, it's, it's a process, but um, yeah, I, I definitely have to warm up. But that's, I mean, that's just smart modeling. I mean, yeah. because if you know, when you're in the moment and they're like, you got another one in you and your knees tweaked, you're like, you're probably not going to say no. No. You're probably not going to say like, I need no. a minute to stretch out. No. Even though you can and you, there's times when you probably they would should. would totally be fine if I they said They would, that. but like there's something no. in us that won't let us yeah, let no. us. My brain that. is like, yeah. go yeah. and don't stop until they say you're wrapped. Yeah. Like, I feel like that's like the athlete in us. Mm -hmm. That's just like, you're not done. Yeah. When you're done, you'll be done and right. then you can rest and then you can recover. But until then, you're fine nothing hurts and you're gonna keep going <laughs> yeah you could be about to puke and they're like all right one more and like just 110 percent you're like got it i'm fine <laughs> yeah. i can do this and then you do have like there is that extra gear that like yeah. and then you do it and you're yeah. like i knew i could and that's i i really like that like i love the pressure of like when it's when it's your time to shine like you don't want to fuck up and it's, yeah. it's such a small amount of time generally some shoots you're on camera all day but rarely yeah. is that the case and I like the, the pressure of that and then the pressure of pushing through what you think mm -hmm. is your edge. Like, yeah. I find some very satisfying. For sure. Because you discover that you're capable of more than you mm -hmm. thought you were. Totally. You know, it's like what, when I, I do like mountaineering, when I climb mountains, <clears throat> people are like, why, like, what's the point? It's like, well, because you get to find out about your limits mm -hmm. and you're freezing cold. It's the middle of the night. You're trudging up an ice slope and you're like, this sucks, but like I got more in the tank, so I'm not gonna quit. My yeah. buddies aren't quitting. And yeah. it's just this game of like who's gonna quit and no one does. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you you learn and then you get to the top and you're like, Oh yeah, we're halfway. I gotta go back down. Uh, so that I mean I like that aspect of I know, that. I forgot you did all like that outdoorsy stuff. Yeah. I like I mean, those are my favorite shoots is where I get to do anything outdoorsy. It's yeah. just like a paid vacation. That's amazing. Um Yeah, and uh I know it like I know what you mean about the like just putting in miles on set because my first shoot ever, my first paid shoot ever mm -hmm. was for Skechers. Yeah. And I got on it through my good friends, uh, Emily and Mike Smolo, who are a photographer model couple. Mm -hmm. Skechers was looking for like a, I guess they just wanted an additional model they didn't have to pay the full rate for. Yeah. And they're like, they hit me up and like, hey, Michael, you, like, you you run a little bit. Like, would you do this Skechers shoot for 500 bucks? And I was like, yeah. yeah. You're like, that sounds amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and we ended up, we did like four locations in LA. It's where I met Zach Staben, who was the first guest of this podcast. And it, like, it really set me off on my career. Mm -hmm. But we ran, I, don't, I probably ran 15 miles that day. Yeah. And I, the reason why I got an agency is because I just pushed through all of it. Yeah. And wanted to like impress the creative director. Yeah. And she set me up my agency. And that's how, why I'm here today. Yeah. But do you do you also relate to that like pressure to perform because I, I talk with my all my friends about like work life especially this post-pandemic thing mm -hmm. where people are working from home and they're questioning their careers they're leaving yeah. relocating i can't do the like eight hours phone it in like hat you know like just kind of like show up and put in my time to yeah. like 50 percent capacity and then yeah. go home no that does like i it just drives me nuts and yeah. it becomes something I don't want to do anymore. I agree. Do you relate to like the 
when you're on, you're on. And when it's downtime, it's downtime. Yes. Yeah. I am. And I, again, I think that because of coat, what am I, sorry, what is she eating? Oh, she's eating food. Yeah. Sorry, my dog's crunching on something <laughs> over fine. there. We um, love dogs. <clears throat> because of COVID, I don't think I ever noticed it as much. Right. Um, but spending a month where like I wasn't working in my first shoot back, mm-hmm. I kind of noticed like the shift in myself and my personality, like the second that I'm on set, yeah. like I'm on. Like even if I'm sitting down and I'm not in front of camera, yeah. like I'm You're on. working. Yeah. Because my, my whole goal is to come back. Right. Like my whole goal is to get you to fall in love with me <laughs> and never want to book another model yeah. ever again. Yeah. Like, and I feel very blessed that I have a lot of very good clients that book me consistently. And I do think it's because I am constantly present Mm -hmm. as well as like engaging as well as challenging myself with like different poses or different this or different that. And like just bringing a more personal type of connection yeah like on set versus somebody who comes to set doesn't talk doesn't ask anybody questions doesn't you know try to interact or create any yeah. type of relationship isn't up for that extra yeah and shot. i talked about like this with my husband before because my husband like he understands 100% now, but like at the beginning of modeling, I would come home from shoots and be dead. Yeah, exhausted. And he's like, you just took pictures. And I'm like, yeah, I know. I just took pictures, but like all day long, I'm constantly just trying to be the best version of myself right. and be super engaging and be super attentive and like listening to everybody, responding to everybody, like not on my phone, mm-hmm. like just trying to be the best version of myself. And once I leave that, I'm just like energy zapped. Yeah. I'm like, I don't want to be around anyone. I don't want to talk to anybody until my next shoot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. And it's just, it's, it's the, and I think I'm sure as you probably can relate, that's a very big aspect in us. My, that's going to keep going off. <laughs> don't worry. I'll continue Attention. my thought in yeah. a second. <laughs> this is my dinner of mashed potatoes and I love mashed potatoes. That's one of my favorite foods of all time. It's so good. So, as I was saying, yeah. um, I think it's something that you probably relate to as mm-hmm. well um, because you're very successful in your career. I'm moderately <laughs> successful. You're very successful. Um, is that you just bring that extra type of energy to set where when it comes down to a client picking a model, everybody's attractive. Yeah. Like That's... Everybody. That's like the baseline. Yeah, everybody's yeah. attractive. Or they look like what you're supposed to look like. Unless you're just like absolutely perfect. Right. Like, and there's zero issues with you, whatever. Like, yeah. everybody's attractive. The thing past that is like, are you fun to be around? Mm-hmm. Do I want to spend eight hours with you? Mm-hmm. And that's where your personality and yeah. how you interact with people and how you're capable of just... I don't know, being a normal person on set and not just a pretty face yeah. plays a huge factor in it. Well, it's funny. You mentioned like your husband being like, you just took photos. And it, I always <laughs> talk about how I love that you have to earn every day on set, mm-hmm. whether it's through, you know, building your portfolio, but really like auditioning is our job. Yeah. And now it's a lot of self tapes mm-hmm. and like, yeah, you can just bang out a self tape really fast, but like you also want to put in a little extra effort. So the yeah. cream rises to the top and you have a better chance of booking it. But when we were driving around to auditions all day, you know, every job is like 
a direct correlation to a job interview. Mm -hmm. And one of my friends who's in advertising, he's just like, you know, nine to five kind of guy. He was like talking to his girlfriend. He was like, yeah, I think Gable's job is like just to drive around and go to like job interviews. And I was yeah. like, yeah, it is. Yeah. That's my job. Once I get to set, it's like, okay, you already the, hard, did it. the hard yeah. work's over. Yeah. But, and I love that pressure of earning every day on set because it keeps me mm -hmm. in the zone. I don't mm -hmm. just phone it in like I would if I had a 40 hour a week job. Yeah. But then you bring up a good point about just being on set is you're also being the best you're, version of yeah. yourself. And it's also... If you want that to be a repeat client, it's kind of like a second round interview. Yeah. So you think about, you know, the average person maybe interviews for a job every few years. Mm -hmm. And like, that's a big day. Yeah. Like going in, meeting a bunch of new people, mm -hmm. shaking hands, smiling, engaging, but not too much, knowing your role, listening, yeah. speak. Like we're doing that all, all the time. Day. And I never <laughs> thought about it that shoot, way. Yeah. But every, it's all, like, maybe you know a, a person or two, or, like the stylist yeah. recognizes you, but really it's all new faces. Yeah. There's a shitload of them. Mm -hmm. And a part of it is, yes, you want to be engaging and you want to ask questions and be interested in other people. And if you're that kind of person, that will come naturally. Mm -hmm. But you also need to know when to just go sit down yeah. and not be in the way. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, like I was on set today on the on the beach in San Diego. It was lovely. <laughs> and I was just like a blurry guy in the background playing soccer in the sand while they were shooting up close. Yeah. And, you know, I was just talking with the other talent I was with. Mm -hmm. But then every once in a while, they'd be like, Michael? And I might eat like... Instantly. My, I am... But like one of my ears is, <laughs> yeah. is like always checking on set mm -hmm. i'm always saying are they shooting right now are they looking at the monitor yeah i'm always like i know what they're doing and as mm -hmm. soon as they say my name they're like five feet to the left i'm shifting i'm yeah. bringing the group with me yeah. because i'm not a hundred percent in that conversation mm -hmm. because that's not our job like that's yeah it's not, fun to get to yeah, know and create chemistry and that'll make a better a shot mm -hmm. but our job is to be where they want me to be and yeah. if they want me to like face the other direction and not talk to you guess what this conversation's yeah. over or even like sometimes it's it's as simple as being intuitive mm -hmm. of like, I I know that they're having an issue with this. Yeah. So I'm going to step three feet to the left because I know that they're having an issue with this. And yeah. then you do that. And then they're like, oh, perfect. Thank you. Just read my mind. Yeah. Like being intuitive. And I think that it also comes with just ex experience of being on set totally. and being in pictures and mm -hmm. being in the picture but also being able to visualize what the picture looks like. Because you, you're also quite literally seeing the problem from a different angle. Yes. The photographer's in his head about, is the ISO right? But why yeah. is this? And you're like, no, I I can't see the camera. So if I shift three feet to the right, I'm in frame, but I'm also not like overtaking. Yes. It's just these little micro calculations yeah. that you're doing almost subconsciously because yeah. you've done your 10,000 hours of yeah. being on set. Or it's like you're doing e-com and you're shooting 100 pieces in a day yeah. and you know that each jacket has like four specs on it. Mm -hmm. And the photographer stops at the third spec and you're like, oh, wait, don't forget. There's this tiny little pocket right yeah. here. And then the photographer's like, oh, my gosh, thank you so much. Right. You're, you're paying attention. Right. It's like. Whereas you could cut corners and be like, oh, thank God we don't have to do that. But then would, it's like you just fucked everyone because you wanted to save 30 seconds. Yes. And, like, and mm. so it's like it's little things like that that I think make the biggest difference because mm -hmm. the photographer is like 
I'm seeing a thousand things at once. I He might even be shooting multiple models at yeah. once, most, multiple pieces of clothing. But it's like my job is obviously to wear the clothing, to make the clothing look nice, but to also know every single detail about this piece right. of clothing. Oh, there's like a, you know, there's a branding mark on the calf. Do you want to stroke yeah. it? Like, oh, there, yeah, totally. There's a tiny loop in yeah. his pocket for a key. Like, yeah. do you want to highlight that? Like, mm-hmm. even asking that, and it might not even be a spec, they're like, oh, yeah, no, thanks for asking. Like, yeah. we're not doing it on this jacket, but right. we're going to do it on another jacket. Yeah. And the, then you keep your mouth shut. Yeah. Like, and you're oh, like, we'll bring that up again. Cool. Perfect. Yep. Moving on. But yep. I, it's stuff like that that I think also sets you apart from other models and shows your experience because you know exactly what they're talking about yeah. when they're talking about it. And if you're a real pro, you can do some inception. And Zach Staben talked about this where instead of being like, hey, do you guys want to shoot this, uh, this branding mark on the calf? Uh, you just like kind of do a pose that showcases it. So the yeah. art director is like, oh, we need to make it their idea. Mm-hmm. And then everybody wins. Like the game yeah. theory, like it just goes through the roof because you like you showed off that you're a good model. They thought it was their idea. They feel good about themselves. The mm-hmm. photographer gets the shot. Like everybody yeah, wins. Yeah, you don't have to change anything. You're already yeah. in pose. They're yeah. like, click the camera. Mm-hmm. Problem solved. <laughs> and I, I do not envy the role of a photographer because, you know, we are usually cycling through different talent. There's different setups. Mm-hmm. Photographers, you know, maybe there's a first unit, second unit, maybe there's a BTS guy, but the main photographer is shooting all day mm-hmm. long. Yeah. And depending, like, if if the setups are quick, like, they, they can take thousands of photos in a oh, day. Oh, yeah. And then they have to cycle through the photos yeah. again where it's like, I do my job once. The yeah. photographer has to do his job twice maybe even three times right. when he selects and then makes his edits like yeah. whatever it may be and he's looking through this tiny viewfinder mm-hmm. all day of course he's gonna miss the yeah. bigger picture sometimes yeah, for sure so yeah i mean just be a helpful model mm-hmm. don't be in the way don't <laughs> like pretend like you know better or like this job's beneath you or like well oh, I went, yes. when i was on nike they did it this way I'm like get out of here with that no but just help out and if you can read people's energy if if you have a suggestion and they kind of shoot you down and then they're maybe they're a little curt about it because yeah. they're behind schedule, don't do it again. Yeah, like, for sure. Yeah. It's so funny that you say that because I feel like too often, your comment about like Nike, too often I feel like if you've been in the industry, I've met people who see jobs as beneath them. And mm-hmm. it's like some jobs I'm like, you know, I really don't want to work a trade show. Like, yeah, yeah, that's sure. not my favorite thing to do. Um, if the money's good, though. <laughs> yeah, you're like, if the money's good, it's it's worth it. Um, but I feel like that's like, as a model, that's also like your biggest time to grow is like when you're working with a smaller company. Yep. Like I, I took a job during COVID that honestly, I probably wouldn't have taken mm-hmm. otherwise. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I have time. I'm jobs are few and far between right now. Um, so I'll take this two and a half hour sales meeting job in Hermosa beach where I'm literally just trying clothes on the rate wasn't good. And so I was just like, you know, whatever, Mm -hmm. I'll just suck it up. Still be my best, do my best. Yeah, You chose it. You decided I chose it. I'm going to hold it against them. Exactly. I took the job. Yeah. So I show up, the team was amazing. The clothing was amazing. Mm-hmm. Like I had the best time ever. And now that client is one of my consistent bookers and pays my rate. Yeah. Like there you go. Well above my rate. Yeah. And so I look back on that and I'm like, wow, okay. One, I do feel like I had not the best mindset going into it. Mm-hmm. Just with just with the thoughts of this job 
isn't paying me enough to do this. Yeah. But then I took it because I was like, you know what? Yeah. Mashed potatoes are done. That thing's going to go off again. <laughs> Mashed potatoes. Now you're making me hungry. Like, if you're nice enough, maybe we can share it. <laughs> no, I ate, I ate so much today. I'm good. <laughs> nice enough. It's going good. We're... <laughs> okay. <laughs> Is it turkey meatloaf? No, it's beet meatloaf. Good. Did I just say beet? <laughs> you said beef loaf. Beef, beef loaf. Beef, but meat came out, so it came out as beet. Goodness. Wait. But I know what you're saying about. Hold on. Sorry. I don't think I turned off the alarm. The alarm's going to go off. This is the first time we've been interrupted by beef loaf. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but yeah, I look, I look back on that experience and I feel like it was one of very huge learning. Even then I've been doing this for six years. I'm still learning another yeah. big learning experience for me as to taking an experience and making like the best of it right? and turning it into something that I'm like, wow, I'm so glad I did that. Not just because now I have a consistent client. But also because I'm I'm now going to a job that I thoroughly enjoy. Mm-hmm. Like I'm going into an environment that I love, seeing people that I enjoy working with, and ultimately doing something that doesn't feel like work. Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, I mean, those repeat clients are everything. And just to your point about, the, you know, your ability to sort of shelve that egocentric attitude of like, oh, this job's so, it's like, you took the job. Yeah. So like, unless your agent is making you do it yeah. and there's some weird situation and you're like really yeah. huffy about it, okay, maybe I get it then. But if you took the job and you show up, like, I don't care how upset you are, mm-hmm. that was your choice. So yeah. like, there's two ways you could go. You could spend all day trying to prove that like you're better than this and this mm-hmm. is beneath you and then... Yeah everything's going to suffer. Yeah. Or you could get over yourself, do a great job, and then what ends up happening is what happened to you. You got an even better job, like continual job with them at an even better rate, which if you put up a stink, would never have happened. No. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. So, I mean, that's great. And I I know that you have a lot of repeat clients. Yes. um, Which is not... I wouldn't say that's the rule in this world. I think yeah. most of us are mercenaries. Mm-hmm. We just show up for this job and it's cool if a job bring like a client brings you back every once in a while, especially yeah. in like the fitness world, they're always cycling through talent mm-hmm. just to freshen up their look. Um e-com jobs, consistent e-com jobs which are the like buy a house jobs. Yeah. Um there's not a lot of them to go around. Yeah. And even those only last a couple of years yeah. and then they need to freshen up their look or mm-hmm. things like that, but what do you attribute your ability to find and maintain consistent clients to? Um, I think just going back to what we were talking about before, just being fun to be around. Yeah. Like I, I think I'm hilarious. <laughs> 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 um, and it's just like telling jokes, like remembering people's personal information. Yeah. Essentially it's just like being a friend. Yeah. Like, be a friend to the people that you work with mm-hmm. and they're not even going to think twice about bringing you back. Yep. It's like, granted, I don't get brought back for every single thing. Like sometimes they're like, okay, you're a little bit too much on our website right now. Like we can't bring you back. Yeah. Like I work with Theragun. Like every and, email you get, you see your own face. Yeah. And Theragun reached out. To, I don't even think they realized 
I had already shot with them, but they reached out to me and they're like, hey, we want to book you. And I was like, um, okay, cool. And then they got back to me and they're like, oh, wait, actually, like you're all over our website right now. So like <laughs> yeah. we can't shoot you yet. And I was like, all right. And then they reached out like two months later and they're like, all right, you want to come back in? Yeah. Um, but I think it's ultimately just being a good friend. Like yeah. I feel like the more I've gotten older, the more I've realized the importance of relationships mm-hmm. and ultimately like there's so many things about life but i think the most important thing is relationships like yeah. this past year we were stripped bare of everything Very um much so. and i think human connection human relationships were was the one thing that stuck out to all of us as like i would give up anything mm-hmm. just to be able to talk to someone right yeah. now or like sit down and have a conversation with somebody yeah and i think that's what I I think pride myself on is coming to set, being super fun, being professional, having a good time, and trying to remember as much personal information that I can and engage with them and mm-hmm. like make whoever's on set like feel special or feel like I actually care about what's right. going on in their life. And then they'll you care know? about your life. And yeah. They, you know. I'm like the least amount of time I can talk about myself and sure. talk about you or talk about your family, about your interests, what you want to do, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I'm throughout the pandemic, I, you know, I was very lucky early pandemic. I, you know, I had, I think like a month or two, no work. Like yeah. most people did. I was going to say, I think it was like a, the, a solid month. Yeah. <laughs> which, but then I worked a lot. I had a lot of travel jobs and I, I felt very, yeah. very lucky. But I, throughout the whole pandemic, I had two consistent fit modeling jobs and they we did some zoom stuff where they dropped the samples off at my apartment but because we had established a relationship mm-hmm. and they trusted yeah. how i felt about the clothes and i mm-hmm. started to learn the language of d- clothing yeah. design yeah. we were able to pull that off but it was so nice to have connection mm-hmm. and like just you know these people like knew about my relationships they knew when i was losing weight they knew when i was gaining weight they knew what i like to do for fun i knew about yeah. they were like their dating situations and all sorts of stuff. It's yeah. usually just like a group of women and me. Yeah, in the room. But it's fun and it's like, it feels really nice. And it's so rare to have that sort of consistency and that, yeah. that connection, that yeah. relation, a real relationship. Mm-hmm. That's not a one-off, like I'll follow you on Instagram forever. And then yeah. maybe see you again. And then maybe I'll send yeah. a heart to your yeah. story. <laughs> and you know, there was a part, there was a time where I work really slowed down for me during the pandemic and I wasn't doing the podcast because of the, you know, yeah. just COVID stuff. And I was like, do I even want this career anymore? Mm-hmm. It feels so, I feel like an island. Mm-hmm. Um, but then things picked back up, started doing the podcast again. And it feels like the connections are there if you want to make them. Yeah, for sure. Um, and that's, you know, part of the reason why I love, you know, we met because of a consistent client in Speedo. We met because we had yeah. a connection. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you you were wearing small speedos. I was wearing way too small one pieces. But we've been doing that for. I I just went back. I was supposed to go back for a fitting. I was supposed to go back too. It's canceled. But we've been doing that for four years or. I think since I started modeling, that was like one of my first consistent clients. Yeah. Yeah. So I've known you for quite a while, and um, that's people always. They're like, have you ever ever had any like weird jobs? And one of the first things I talk about is doing like runway shows for speedo because a lot of the stuff we do is just like small scale that's okay that's weird for you but yeah for me it's not weird for me but like when people talk to me like that's what they want to hear they're like what like in speedos i'm like yeah and you're like yeah and i had to put a swimming cap and goggles oh yeah then i'm like 
the real kicker is I had to go out and demonstrate underwater did you, exercises. I was going to say, did you ever have to go off the, the fake diving boards? No, I never got in the water. It was always water on a either. platform. And there was one time we were using those like those water, paddles. Yeah, water paddles. And we had to like do yeah. underwater exercises, but we were just <laughs> standing on a stage with goggles and a swim cap on. Oh, yeah. And so that's my go-to story. But that was like, that's been a consistent job for us every quarter or so yeah, we go in I miss those. Those are so yeah cool. and we got to know the team and you know it's usually you and me and then some other models will cycle in and out but we've you know you and i held down the we've fort. been holding down that fort for a while and it's yeah. really fun and it's very vulnerable as a guy like mm-hmm. there's not a lot to hide in terms no. of like just body like mm-hmm. you know they are dealing with olympic swimmers all yeah. the time that's yeah. like their you know, they're influencers and their <laughs> yeah. demographic. And I go in and I'm like, I see every flaw mm-hmm. that's perceivable the second I put on a pink Speedo. Well, like, to be fair, I never saw flaws. Oh, thank you. You always looked flawless <laughs> out there. Well, even, even though I do have to say, I was putting on a full one piece yeah. and I still chained faster than all of you yeah, guys. You got you have some bizarre I have, talent. I, I also okay, I think going back to how I get repeat clients, You're fast. I change really fast. It's important. Like Especially for econ? so fast. Yeah. I come out, so I have um, a nursing company that I work with. Yeah. And this past month we've been doing so many sales meetings. So sales meetings the the name of the game is mm-hmm. just how fast can you go yeah. and get right back out and show them the yep. product. Um, and I was changing so fast that the client was like, how are you done so fast? And I'm You're like, very fast. <laughs> I'm like, I, this is my talent. Yeah. <laughs> this is what I, I'm made for speed. You're like Superman going into a phone booth. It's wild. <laughs> Coming out different everything. In my defense, like there's a little bit more I need to make sure is... <laughs> Put away. <laughs> okay, try getting a size triple X small over your shoulder and okay. see if that's. <laughs> I would leave those sales meetings and I would have rashes on my skin <laughs> because of how tight they were and yeah. how fast I had to pull them up. Yeah, like skin burns, like mm-hmm. actual skin burns that would scab. Like oh. the next couple of days. Have you ever put on their like competition wetsuits? Yes. Their triathlete that's what, suits? That's what we that's yeah. what we did like half the time. <laughs> yeah. That's what I got my rashes from. <laughs> Hurts painful. But, like people don't realize when you have to change fast. Yeah. That and ASICs one time we had an insane amount of whatever to shoot. I got the worst rash um on my hips. Really? From taking um, leggings on and off. And then um, I got blisters on my heels because I had to put the shoes on so fast without socks. Yeah. And the shoes don't fit. And yeah, yeah. their shoes are like two sizes too small. Is is there a secret to your quick changing ability? Or is it just just pure grit? It's, well, it's knowing... It's knowing where like the tension is is in the clothing. Mm-hmm. So like you know where it's gonna be difficult to like get it on and off. But it's like more of like placing your head and your arms in the right position so that it's one Just swift one. Yeah. one swift pull and yeah. you're naked in like two seconds. <laughs> yeah. And then from there it's like as you're like usually as I'm going into the dressing room, I already have all my things off the hanger. Mm-hmm. Like I don't wait till I get into the dressing room to take oh, things yeah. off the hanger. Yeah. Everything's off the hanger. I'm untying drawstrings and like. Yeah. yeah. And then also it's bringing everything out of the dressing room with me because I think that's like 
a stylist's worst nightmares when you just create a pile of clothing. Yeah, I try to do that as well. Sometimes they're like, don't don't so, worry yeah, about sometimes it. Sometimes you're moving so yeah. fast that you can't. But like when it's not a time crunch, I think that's also another thing that people love is when you bring the clothing back out on the hanger. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, they love that. Wow, that's so nice of you. And I'm like, I wasn't raised in a barn. My, my mother told me. <laughs> I was me, raised in a department store. <laughs> my, <laughs> my mother told me that I need to fold my clothing and put it back how I got it. Yeah. Um, that's the like, I don't envy the job of a photographer. I really don't envy the job of a stylist. Oh yeah, buying and returning. I hate hangers. I hate folding clothes. Well, and like the tiniest folds in clothing. Yeah, I think that one of the not the I can't say worst job, meticulous job that mm-hmm. I've ever had. I shot. <laughs> you're gonna laugh at this. I shot um, SWAT gear for <laughs> cool. for Five Eleven. <laughs> Sweet, the tactical company. Yeah. Um, so I shot their SWAT gear. I shot their like. Wait, were you in like intense SWAT poses? Forest fire. Um, <laughs> they're like police. Like all of their like official uniforms. I did all of that for mm-hmm. ecom, and that might have been the most meticulous slash slightly aggravating job I've ever done. I would. I had to stand in the same position. For like five minutes straight. And While it's like, they like smoothed each wrinkle. And, and, and like pinned and tucked. Yeah. And the second I moved, it would like pop out or mm-hmm, buckle. And mm-hmm. it's like, when you think about it, like to like the average person, you're like, you're standing for five minutes. Like, it's not that big a deal. No, it hurts. It hurts. <laughs> yeah. Your back kills you. Your mm-hmm. heels kill Weird you. Weird muscles flare It's like, up. if you try and stand, I, w- I would love to challenge people to stand in one pose for five minutes. Yeah. Don't shift your weight. Yep. Don't move your arms. Yeah. Don't move your don't move your legs. Yeah, no shifting your weight. That's a huge part nope, of it because it saying. changes the inseam. Don't, it changes don't the hips. Don't shift your weight. Yeah. It's like most people will stand. They're like, I stand on my feet for eight hours yeah. a day. That's my job. But you're bouncing back. You're and bouncing forth, back and forth, and you're walking. Your knees. Yes. Yeah. Don't. Yeah. Lock everything up. Five minutes. Tell me how you feel. No. It's, and and then top next level would be standing on cement. Because most studios are cement painted white. (laughs) And I've done, I like you, I've done a lot of fit modeling and they're always like, you're so good at standing still. Mm -hmm. And I, in in my head, I'm like, I'm in so much pain. But I'm I'm always like, it's my job. Don't worry about it. But this is what I'm paid for. (laughs) Smile on your face. (laughs) (laughs) But I will be sore the next day. My back hurts. Yeah. Like hurts so bad. And I'm like, I'm getting old. I know I'm getting old. (laughs) 29 this year. (laughs) I'm really kicking the bucket. But I'm like, it's just, it's it's stiff poses and stiff modeling where it's like normally, naturally, you move around, you bend, you Mm -hmm. twerk, you whatever. You sit down, you take a break. Whatever it may be. Like when you're modeling, you're doing the same exact thing repetitively for hours on end Mm -hmm. and your body's like, I don't want to move this way anymore. Mm-hmm. It's like if you ever painted a room, like yes. painting a ceiling. You're like, why? Like this is, seems so easy, but ten minutes in, your like your shoulders are burnt yes. out, your triceps mm-hmm. are like screaming. Mm-hmm. It's that because your body is just not used, used to, to being so holding, static. Yeah, and I, I learned the same thing in drawing classes. And I did a lot of drawing classes in high school and college. And whenever we did figure drawing, mm-hmm. you know, people can't hold poses for mm-hmm. longer than a few minutes. Yeah. And if we did a long pose, it was usually something lying down because yeah. people can't be still yeah. for that long. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think people, listeners should try. Try to stand still for five minutes. <laughs> for five minutes and on just like, cement. Don't itch anything. Mm-hmm. Don't scratch anything. In shoes two sizes too small. In shoes two sizes too small. <laughs> but again, those jobs are fun jobs because... You know, fit modeling, there's no pictures. I mean, they take Mm-mm. pictures for internal uses, yeah. but nothing is uh, like consumer facing. It's yeah. not advertising. Yeah. Do you enjoy those jobs? 
Like e-com? Fit, like fit modeling. I don't do fit modeling. Oh, I thought you did fit modeling. Isn't that crazy? I, you don't do any? Mm-mm. I thought you told me you had to like change your measurements for some client or something. Um, I don't think so. Maybe it wasn't you. Huh. I think you're thinking of a different tailor. Yeah. I, I've always loved to do fit modeling. Yeah. Um, my measurements are just, and I don't look like it, but my measurements are very drastic. Really? Like when I went to buy my wedding dress, mm-hmm. I got the real, uh, I guess, real life experience of how drastic my measurements were. Yeah. When they took my measurements uh, for my wedding dress, they're like, okay, well, your waist was- measures as a dress size two, mm-hmm. your chest measures as a dress size four, but your hips measure as a dress size 10. Whoa. <laughs> and I was like, wait, what? And they're like, yeah, so you're going to have to order a size 10 and, and then, then we're going to have to yeah. alter it from there. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> wow. All right. I guess we're going for a 10. <laughs> and I was just like, wait a second. But then I was like, oh yeah, I guess that makes sense why I don't ever really have fit modeling jobs. Well, because they're very specific. They're very specific. And, and they're they're like that. Yeah. They want that. It's not, it doesn't matter how you look. It doesn't matter how fit you are. Like you just have to have the right measurements. Exact measurements. For like your, the average person. Yeah. And I'm like, and I know I don't look like the average person. So yeah. I'm like, mm, whatever. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, do you attribute that to years of soccer, sprinting and? Yeah. I have, for all our listeners at home, I have a very round behind. <laughs> I mean, they can look at your Instagram. And some thick legs <laughs> yeah. from my years of running. But that's in fashion right now, isn't it? Isn't that, don't you have it's, like the goal for it's most in, girls? It's in fashion, but it's not um, in the measurements. Right. Like For fit stuff. Yeah, yeah for fit stuff. Yeah. Especially, I mean, it would work if like I had leggings, like if I worked with like a legging or like yeah. activewear brand. Um, but even then, it's still kind of like somebody, somebody would try on the clothing they fit to my body and not be able to fill out right. the material. Right. Because I don't have what well, everyone else has. A normal body. I don't have a normal body. you got more than others and I've less got, than some. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a little bit of everything and less of whatever. Well, and then you start to, once you see the fashion world from the inside out, you realize like no one's ideal. No. Because you know, yeah. I've done fit modeling for jeans companies because I'm pretty average for, it's weird because like, Mediums are kind of becoming larges, and like they're yeah. they're recognizing that guys have more athletic thighs and skinnier yeah. waists, so they're they're looking for models that are built like me. But then you go and you do the shoot for ecom, which is with the photos that are going to be on the website, yeah. and they're pinning everything because yes. nothing, nothing fits, fits the way it's nothing supposed fits. to fit, yeah, because it's designed for the average guy in Wisconsin mm-hmm. to put on and wear off the rack, yeah, and then I don't, you know, if my thighs fit, the waist doesn't fit. If the mm-hmm. waist fits, the thighs are too tight. Yeah. So like. You kind of can't win. So you have one guy you fit with, one guy you shoot with, mm-hmm. one guy who wears it in the lifestyle shoot, mm-hmm. and it's no one wins. No, yeah. There's yeah. a different person for everything. Yeah. Um, so what do you do? I know you train people. Mm-hmm. What like because I I know what I do to stay in shape. I have no idea what female models do to stay in yeah. shape. What's um, your What's your pro- protocol? So before I started uh, training, I was just working out every day. I my favorite gym F45. Yep been doing it for years um probably this will probably be my seventh year like working out at f45 um it was one of the closest workouts right out of college after i graduated that mm-hmm. kind of made me feel like i was doing my college workouts because it's like training it's yeah. training yeah. yeah like hit styled workouts mm-hmm. um only 45 minutes i don't have to make my own workout 
Um, yeah, and but, they push you. I've done I've done a couple of shoots oh, with yeah, them and taken their classes. Oh yeah, you did the shoots with them. I forgot. And even in the shoots, which usually you can fudge a little bit, I was no, like, I need a they, break. They make you, yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. they make you do the whole class. Yeah. And then they're like, we're just, pretend like we're not here. And yeah. you're like, They're just moving okay. around with the camera <laughs> and you're on the rowing machine <laughs> dying. Try not to get my vomit as it comes out of yeah. my mouth. Yeah. yeah. That was one of my, my very first um, shoots with them was a video shoot. And I was like so excited to be there because this was pr- that. Now, this was probably five years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, this is amazing. I love F45. Yeah. And I was the only one at the shoot that had ever done a class. Everyone's like, what is this? And mm-hmm. I was like, it's amazing. You're going to love it. <laughs> and yeah, we worked out for eight hours. Yeah. I was like, this is insane. And it's it's sprint, like it's high intensity interval training. Oh, yeah. Hit, you're, hit style. I you are sprinting sweating, on various exercises with very little downtime. Dripping sweat yeah. the, entire, the entire time. I'm like, I'm disgusting right now. And then they... And then when I would dry off, then they would just spray me with glycerin. And I'm like, yeah. can you stop? I feel disgusting. <laughs> yeah, so shiny. My hair is sticking everywhere. Yeah. Well, it just goes to show, I mean, you could bring 10 fitness models to that shoot. And it's like, we're not necessarily in shape for hit training. Some yeah. of us are marathoners. Some of us come yeah. from sports backgrounds. Some of us are just gym rats who look mm-hmm. good, but mm-hmm. have no cardio, have no cardio. which I yeah. might be one of sometimes. You're you like, know? I might throw myself in that category. Yeah. <laughs> but I'll get on that rowing machine and I will suffer through it because yeah. that's the job. Yeah. So but you do F45 and I know you, aren't you like their video model for their... Yes. Yeah. So um, I was, I'm not anymore. Oh. During COVID, um, a couple of things happened, which I honestly still don't even know why they yeah. they let me go. Um, but I looked on Instagram one day and they were like introducing our new model. And I was like, oh, <laughs> so you're not even going to tell me that oh, I'm being that replaced? Um, yeah, no, it's it is what it is. I still work for the company as yeah. a trainer now. Yeah. Um, so like each gym is owned individually. So I work for the individual gym okay, and not gotcha. the headquarters. I yeah. used to work for the headquarters doing their videos and stuff. Um, but yeah, now that I have incorporated training into my schedule, um, I'm at the gym every single day. And yeah. I, I get my workout after I, I'm done coaching the class. And um, it's kind of funny. Now that I'm at the gym more, I'm working out less. I've heard that from trainers. Yeah. You because, think, oh, I'm in the gym all the time. I'll work out. Yeah. It's like, it's it's draining. Like, it's draining in the sense that you just have to be like this, like, ball of energy. You don't necessarily have to be. Which but that's you are. Like, but that's yeah. what people enjoy. <laughs> yeah. um, a ball of energy and also just, like, focusing on 20 different people in class. Right. And all, it's your place of work. So when you're yeah. old, you're like, I'll just stick around after and get a workout. And it's like, no, I want to go home to my I husband. I want to go home. Yeah. yeah. And like not be And eat meatloaf anymore. and mashed potatoes. And eat meatloaf and mashed potatoes. Yeah. Exactly. So I think now I probably work out, um, I would say four to five times a week. Yeah. Um, but I would say since I'm at the gym so much, I'm probably burning the same amount of calories yeah and you're on your feet you're moving around i'm constantly just like bouncing around jumping around and i work at two different gyms yeah so. and that was a big thing i realized in covid like a my workouts went down gyms were closed for a yeah. while i wasn't surfing i wasn't you know hiking trails were even closed like i couldn't do i went from 10 workouts a week to like zero yeah and i started trying to fill in the gaps but it's just like the baseline calorie expenditure mm-hmm. of like 
running around to auditions, changing clothes yeah. in the parking lot. You don't realize how much that affects how much yeah. you can eat. Yeah. Like I used to, within reason, pretty much eat what I wanted yeah. as long as I timed it well and thought, yeah. you know, was conscious of it. Like mm-hmm. I could have ice cream and cake and pizza mm-hmm. and beer and whatever else, yeah. but like <laughs> not during the pandemic. No, yeah. <laughs> and I, I have, I think I got in and out of shape like three times during the pandemic. In and out of shape. I yeah. love that. Uh, I've been super set in getting in and out of shape. Yeah. Um, and I'm back on track now because I have no excuse. Everything's yeah. pretty much back open. But yeah, it's just like being a you know an active person who can't sit around all day yeah. makes a huge difference. Yeah, not being sedentary. Yeah, and just being on the couch. And or... then just eating mostly clean. 80% sure. clean. Yeah. You know, 80 20 is great balance. Yeah. That's how I live my life. Because <laughs> anytime I try to do super, like, no sugar, then no. I just like cave binge. and binge. Yeah. And then I'll get guilty. I'm like, well, I did it yesterday. I might as I'm well keep this train on the tracks. <laughs> like, yeah, no, I am. Um, that doesn't work. I am very much about balance. I I don't, one, I don't like to be on a diet. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a huge, like, no, something sustainable. Negative. Like, never want to be on a diet. Ever, yeah. ever, ever. Yeah. I want to eat healthy. Yeah. And I want to enjoy the things that I eat. And the second you call it a diet, you mm-hmm. don't enjoy it. Well, because, and also diets end. Yeah. So you lose the 10 pounds or whatever you want yeah. to lose. But then what happens? Yeah. You go back to your old habits and it comes mm-hmm. back and you're going to yo-yo forever. Yeah. So I've, I've found my own system that's like intermittent fasting and sort of like something called cheat mode and like mm-hmm. carb backloading, whatever. Yeah. But it works for me and I can yeah. I can scale it. I can use it to gain weight. I can mm-hmm. use it to lose weight. I can use it to be maintenance. Mm-hmm. I can use it on vacation. Yeah. But now you can use it every day and it for works sure. for me and I enjoy it. Yeah. Because like I've done the super restrictive like keto. I've done the like, oh, you know, yeah. counting macros, which never works. No. Like, I didn't, I've never, honestly, I've never, the only time I was ever on a diet um, I was actually in college. Mm-hmm. I it was my freshman year of college, and we—it's funny. So I played soccer at the University of North Carolina. Um, we were training, all this kind of stuff. So I was like vigorously working out, like yeah. intense, intense workouts. But as soon as season started, our workouts scaled back because we're playing games Recovering, and like resting, yeah. i'm a freshman i'm getting 15 20 minutes of playing time yeah. in two games a week mm-hmm. and me still having the mentality of like my senior year of high school i'm like i can eat whatever i want right and, and so, your appetite doesn't slow down right away no. it takes there's a lag period yeah yeah and so after practice our um our trainers and nutritionists would always be there and they would give us like cherry bundies and they would have these. Wait, what's a cherry bundy? Cherry bundies is like just like cherry juice, oh. like for like recovery afterwards. Yeah. Um, they're amazing. Recommend 10 out of 10. They're so good. And you buy them or is it? Yeah, you can buy them. You know Steph Corgle? Yeah. So she, I'm pretty sure she's like a Cherry Bundy sponsor. Probably. Um, and I saw her post them and it like unlocked this memory in my yeah. head. And I was like, Cherry Bundies? Does, any, does everyone know about Cherry Bundies? I'm like, these things are amazing. I got to look them I, up. I drank them every day after yeah. practice and it was the best thing. Like when you're exhausted, like chugging a Cherry Bundy was. Because it's sh- like sugar, fructose. Sugar, yeah. yeah. Um, just like quick recovery, get the calories in you. Yeah. Um, Anyways, they also gave us protein shakes, like Mm -hmm. Gatorade protein shakes. And I was like, oh, these are delicious. Just chug a a protein shake, me thinking it was just like milk, and then go to the dining hall. My mom's not there to cook me cook me food and tell me what to eat. So I'm like, oh shoot, I'm gonna have pizza. Yeah. Did that for about two months. And then I was looking like a dang tater tot. 
And I was like, oh, I need to lose some weight. Yeah. And so I started, like I got like my fitness pal or something like that yep, and just started that. tracking my calories. And the second I put in like my goals and in like my activity that I'm doing in a day, I started putting in my food and I was like, oh <laughs> my goodness. And I realized that the protein shake I was drinking had like, 400 calories oh, in it. Oh, it's probably like a weight gainer It's shake. a weight gainer. Yeah. <laughs> it's a meal replacement. Yeah. And so I was So they make the linemen on the football team drink. chugging that, going straight to the dining hall, <laughs> eating my food, getting dessert, and then probably getting cereal later on in yeah. the night. Yeah. Um, so I definitely uh, fell subject to the freshman 15. But in a weird backwards way of being an athlete. In a very yeah. weird backwards way of like being an athlete. not because you were drinking and eating pizza constantly. Mm, well, maybe some pizza. But. I was, yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely eating pizza. Um, so yeah, it was kind of funny. That was the only time I've ever been on a diet. And yeah. then after that, I was like, yeah, I just need, I need to cook my own food. Yeah. I was like, That's I need to, I need to be in control of what I'm doing. And, and then, again, like the 80, 20 rule. I yeah. tried, I try to cook every meal I can. Yeah. Unless there's a good reason for me to eat out or if it's like a social thing. Yeah. Otherwise it's too expensive. Mm -hmm. And I don't like everything tastes good at a restaurant because it's full of sugar and butter. And butter. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Like everything is butter and mm -hmm. sugar. And generally, I mean, LA food's expensive and like I can do yeah. a better job with a little. For sure. little. And be like of the rest equally as happy. Yeah. Yeah. And know that I'm. Don't have to like suffer for it later. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, well, this has been a lovely conversation. This has been a lovely conversation. I have conversation. so many more questions for you. I don't want to tie you up all night. I mean, I'm, I got nothing. <laughs> you got nothing? If you want to um, ask, ask away. I mean, kind of circling back to the beginning of our conversation, you know, you test all the time. You have consistent clients. You train. Mm -hmm. um, but you're also about so like a sustainable lifestyle. You're not mm -hmm. crash dieting. You're not like, you know, ebbing and flowing. How Like how do you maintain – do you have – a sort of program of like this many test shoots per month like d how do you balance all these um, these honestly, uh, aspects it's just kind of how i feel yeah like sometimes i'm in the mood of like i want to test every single day mm -hmm. so like i reach out to my friends and i also feel very very lucky that i have good relationship with photographers like and pretty good photographers um yeah. that will take pictures of me for free Whereas like they charge other people $600. Right. Um, so I go through phases of like, I really, really want to shoot um, as well as um, Instagram is an, a revenue of some sort. So I yeah. do have products that like I do have to shoot and I have to post about. Um, yeah. A lot of my friends are work for great companies and <clears throat> it's funny a friend of mine he's worked for three different companies in the last like two years every company he goes to he basically just brings me along and is like here's taylor she's your new ambassador <laughs> and then like the next day i get a shipment of whatever the product is that yeah. he's now working with um so it's I, I don't get tired but it's definitely more of a how I'm feeling like sometimes I'm so exhausted from coaching classes that I'm like sure. the last thing I want to do is put makeup on my face whereas like other times I'm like I haven't shot in so long like I just want to be creative and like get into the studio and take fun pictures um and then the other time is like I actually just have to take pictures for these products yeah like, or you book a job and you have to yeah you know, have I had to. a friend right before you got here he was here and we sh did a bunch of product shots yeah. for like jewelry and this workout um drink 
that I'm an ambassador for. So it's kind of like the flow of that as well as like I do like posting things on Instagram. It doesn't feel like work to me. Mm -hmm. Um, So when I feel like I just need more content, like sometimes, well, more so now lately, I haven't even been shooting for my portfolio. Yeah. I just shoot for Instagram, like shoot for Instagram content. Um, And I probably could use most of the pictures in my portfolio. Sure. I just They're am professional like, photos yeah. of you with a it's like a tear basically. Yeah, I'm like you just I created just, it yourself. I just um I just posted on my Instagram. But it's also funny too because I feel like I haven't given out a comp card in like three years. I've never given one out. They <laughs> always ask for my Instagram. Yeah. Like every company asks for my Instagram now. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like my Instagram's just like my portfolio. portfolio. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely cognizant of the fact that Oh, I want to get a rock climbing shot in every once in a while or yeah. me on a mountain bike. Just so like yeah. if they scroll this far, they're going to see this many talents. And yeah. then also just that I'm a real person. I don't, you know, my Instagram isn't, isn't super modely. Yeah. Um, and it's, I think you balance that really well because you post consistently. And like I definitely see that you have like really great quality content. But I guess I've never really thought of you as like an ambassador influencer. Because a lot of times... <laughs> Well, a lot of times once people cross that line, yeah, it becomes like the whole the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, all right, that's I maybe I'll follow them because I know them, but it's like I scroll past because it's like influencer bullshit. Like yeah. it's just all I, promoted, all promoted. You somehow have misdirected me from that. Like I don't even I can't call to mind any products you've promoted recently. I just I just like see your funny captions and like there's Taylor looking great again. There, yeah. There's Taylor being yeah. Taylor. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I actually really pride myself on not being an influencer. Yeah. I hate referring to myself as an influencer. Um, I get free products and I tell people if I like them or not. Mm-hmm. That's how I refer to myself. Yeah. Um, I don't really, ha- I mean, I don't, in comparison to the grand scheme of things, I don't really have a very big following. Um, and so my followers i'm like these people are literally my friends like if they ask me a question i'll be like yes no or like i love this i don't like this Mm -hmm. and most of the companies that reach out to me to do deals um i say no like and i haven't i have an agency and my agent is absolutely amazing um naturally fit agency annette is the best um she message emails me all the time like for brand partner deals and she's always like what about this what about this what about this and i'm always like no 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 i'm like i love i love 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 and i appreciate that she sends me so much stuff um but i'm also like so particular because i'm like if i don't absolutely love something and if i'm not going to recommend this to my mom Mm -hmm. i'm not going to post it on my page and i think that's what sets you apart and that's it's the authenticity yeah the genuineness of if you're sharing something it's because you actually influencers will be like oh i actually love this product but it's like do you yeah or do they just give you the right rate yeah and i think yeah being able to maintain that position of like no these are things i actually support yeah i'm gonna be upfront about the fact that it's a promoted ad Mm -hmm. or whatever and there's i have a relationship with them that's not just you know consumer whatever yeah but yeah i think that's why i get so 
influencers leave such a bad taste in my mouth because mm-hmm. it just you see right through it. It doesn't feel real. It doesn't feel yeah. real. And I'm like, I don't know who this is working for, but you're just yeah. not working on me. Yeah. Like, and I like, I kind of get high and mighty, but like, you're not tricking me. No, no. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I totally get it. And I think that's also where I, I'm like, I don't want to be an influencer. I'm like, I don't make yeah. my money off of Instagram. I make money on Instagram, but Instagram by no means pays my bills. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I think of Instagram as like a rainy day fund. Yeah. So I'm not going to put all my eggs in one basket and yeah, sure. I could have probably gotten really big deals about stuff. But then it's also like Instagram to me is more personal. Like Mm -hmm. this is my page. Like if I'm going to tell you something, that is me putting my name behind it. Mm -hmm. And that's important to me. And I'm like, and I don't want to be like a liar or (laughs) tell somebody like I just I take it so personal. You know what I mean? Like even if it's someone I don't know, I'm like, I don't want to tell you to waste your hard earned money Mm -hmm. on something that I wouldn't buy myself because I know you work hard. Like I work hard. Like I shop at Ross. Like I, I enjoy a good bargain and I'm going to tell you when I like something and I, I don't think it's worth, um, ruining my credibility just to try and convince you to buy something so that I can make money because it's your page. Yeah. As far as I know, you don't have some other like private friends and family page. No. I'm and like, I've had opportunities to like s- create side pages for the book I wrote or like mm-hmm. the art I've done, and I've always kept them under my own page. Yeah. And I feel a responsibility to, I don't know, make sure that everything I put out there mm-hmm. is me. Yeah. And it doesn't go too far in one direction or another and become yeah. like just that aspect yeah, for of. Sure. Like, you know, there are models who have just their modeling portfolio page yeah. and then they have their friends and family page, yeah. which is probably a smart move, but I should have done that many followers ago <laughs> and now it's too late. <laughs> yeah. You're like, I'm, yeah. I'm too far gone. I'm, yeah. I'm stuck with this. Yeah. No, I mean, I don't. But that's mi- a good thing. I, think. I don't, I don't mind having like my personal page and my portfolio being the same page because I feel like it also like keeps me honest. Mm-hmm, exactly. Like it keeps me in the realm of and I think it's a slippery slope, especially like for Instagram and for like OnlyFans and stuff like that, yeah. like a slippery slope of, well, if nobody's going to see it, like it's not that big a deal. Right. You know what I mean? But it's like every single picture I post on my page, I know that my mom follows me. Mm-hmm. I know that my dad follows me. I know that my husband's mom follows me. Right. I know that his siblings follow me. Like my brother follows me. So it's <laughs> yeah. like... I know that every single person in my family is going to see this picture. Yeah. And I'm posting it knowing that. Yeah. And so I feel like when you separate it, it kind of empowers you in a way that's, I mean, and don't get me wrong. This is only my, I guess, moral code or like what I feel comfortable with. Um, But I feel like it may mislead some people because they feel like they can hide behind something or like they can do something that they might not have done before just because they think that nobody's going to notice or nobody's going to see. Well, I think your Instagram bio says wife or married, you know, and I totally get that because, you know, Instagram is almost like a new dating app. I'm sure (laughs) I would never want to see your DMs, but like, I think like you have, you have created it and curated it in a way that is very, 
you know, you put out there what you put out there, but it also is, like you said, maintains true to your moral code. Yeah. Because your husband knows of it. Yeah. Your husband's mom is following it. And yeah. You don't want to make them uncomfortable. And you also don't want to do something that's like you're not comfortable with. Yeah. And so it's you like, can sleep at night. Most, you know? most of it's like, I don't get me wrong. I post sexy pictures. Yeah. Like I post pictures of my ass. Like yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> scroll back two weeks and you can see a picture of my ass. Yeah. Um, but it's also, I guess, done in a more maybe like girl next door kind of way. Yeah, it's not like... Um, it's not like I'm trying to sell sex. No, I'm trying to think of the right word. And I only words coming to mind is slutty. It's yeah. not that. Yes. <laughs> um, but I know what you mean. And like, again, like your captions and your personality that comes through yeah. is what sets it apart from the average thirst trap page. Yeah. Um, like I'm pretty sure when I posted the picture of my butt, my caption was, I'm not going to lie. This is literally yeah, a picture of my yeah. butt. <laughs> but you, it's a self-aware where it's like, this is ridiculous, but this is my, also my job. And like, yeah. my butt looks like this and I'm proud of it. And like, yeah. there's a lot of factors at play, Yeah, which I've always kind of been curious about. I'm, I'm curious about how you respectfully balance, mm -hmm. you know, being a committed relationship mm -hmm. and putting out that sort of content. Yeah. And, you know, it's just, I'm just curious about it. I, well, I think that I'm very, very, very blessed. My husband is very secure. Yeah. And almost like appreciates the work that I do. Sure. Like he's proud and like looks at picture and is like, damn, that's my wife. Yeah. Instead of being like, don't look at her. She's mine. Right. Um, Which it comes from a place of fear. Yes. Of like, he's, I could lose her. Yes. If someone, the wrong DM comes he's, in. He's very, very secure. Um, he knows that I'm obsessed with him in a yeah. probably an unhealthy way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You talk about him a lot. I yeah. and, and I think that's also how I, I keep he and I in a good place is like every set that I go to, I talk about him. Yep. Like I, if I've never worked with a company, I am always wearing a wedding ring and or like the rubber workout bands. Yep. Um, I will bring him up purposefully the first time just so people are like, she's married. Mm -hmm. um, because I'm like, I never, I never want to put myself in a situation where somebody could misinterpret my kindness or me yeah. being a model or in a shoot where you have to have chemistry and then you start to be like whoa is this real chemistry exactly. just referencing yeah and i've done it when i've been in relationships i'm very quick to just establish that boundary yeah not like i have a girlfriend like, yeah like someone walks <laughs> yeah. up to you i have a girlfriend <laughs> yeah. don't talk to me but just like um, bring them up somehow yeah. and just like let them know and so i feel like i'm always very respectful of him how i conduct myself with yeah. people um and so when I know that I have the same respect coming from the photographer, from the stylist, from myself, and knowing that my husband respects what I do, taking the pictures that I take mm -hmm. don't feel as um, controversial yeah. or like make or break for our relationship. Yeah. Like my husband going into it knows where he stands. He also knows exactly what I'm shooting. Like right. it's never a surprise. He's never like, I didn't know yeah. you were taking that picture. He's like, oh my gosh, that turned out so good. The communication is upfront. He, yeah, I'm always very forthcoming. I never hide anything from him. There's been plenty of jobs that I've turned down that I'm like, my husband wouldn't appreciate this. Mm -hmm. And I just say no, like, no, yeah. thank you. Like, 
I draw the line at lingerie or sorry, bikinis, um, because I think that personally for me and my husband, um, that is an intimate thing that I only want my husband to see. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that anyone else should see it. Bikinis, literally the same amount of skin, but the connotation is different. Totally. And um, I think it's just the fact that I respect my husband, my husband respects me and he feels respected. Yeah. Like he, I, he, he knows that I respect him and that I wouldn't do anything to make him feel uncomfortable. And I've even told him like, for example, today, the photographer that was coming over, um, my husband's never met him. I had one shoot with him prior to him coming over today. And, uh, he made a joke about like, oh, do I need to like make sure that someone else is there with you? Because like you're a married woman. Yeah. And I was like, like just to make sure I was like, I was like, okay, I'm like, if you really don't feel comfortable, I'm like, we don't have to shoot at the house. I'm like, I'm more than happy to like get out of the house and like shoot around the neighborhood or whatever it may be. Um, And I was like, just being dead serious and sincere. Um, And he was like, oh no, it's fine. Like, I'm just joking. And I was like, okay, like, cause I know you haven't met him and I know this is my second time shooting with him. So like, if you don't feel comfortable, mm-hmm. like, let me know. Like, this is seriously not a big deal and yeah. I'm not offended. So, like, he knows that I'm aware of possibly things that he might feel uncomfortable with or anything like that. And if my husband was ever like, I don't want you to do this, it's not even a thought in my head. Yeah, I'm like, shut it down. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, yeah. nothing's worth you and I having any issues between us mm-hmm. for me to take a picture. Like, that's yeah. Not worth it. Yeah, you brought up a really good point. Like, I feel like I'm even guilty of this to some extent. You know, I've been in relationships and like I've posted shirtless photos. Like, yeah. I know my like demographic. I know what people want to see. I know sex sells. It's good for my portfolio. Yeah. Um, and I've never really been like, oh, should I do that or not? Because I've always known my intention behind yeah. it. Mm-hmm. And I think the idea of like the connotation mm-hmm. is really important to yeah. to separate out. Yeah. Um. And it's, it's one of those things that's really hard to define. It's like when you know it, when you see it. Mm-hmm. And that's, I go back to like the idea of your page where it's like, yes, you post sexy photos, but they don't, they don't have this tone of like, I'm available. Yeah. You know, it's, um, yeah. it's like, this is what I do. This is my job. I'm professional about it. I'm going to make fun of it. Yeah. I'm also going to be like, appreciate myself and yeah. like, put it out there because that's what I do. And mm-hmm. like, I'm proud of it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's that idea of the intent behind it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And because when I'm in my own head and I post something like that, I'm like, of course, it's not a big deal. Yeah. But you have to think through the other person's mm-hmm. like eyes. Or through, yeah. like, And that's I think that's what makes all the difference. It makes your husband feel comfortable. Yes. And any other model who's thinking of doing the same thing and feels iffy about it. Yeah. Just think about the other person. Yeah. I like w- anytime I post a picture. Um, sorry. She's looking okay. terrible. She's thirsty. <laughs> anytime I post a picture, I... Not instantly call my husband, but within the next conversation I have with him, I'm always like, did you see the picture I post? Yeah. And it's like usually like, oh, yeah, I saw it. Oh, my gosh, I liked it. And I'm like, well, you need to comment on it. Yeah. Like I like bring it to him like I appreciate his engagement Mm -hmm. with the pictures that I post. So it's also like your attention means more to me. Right. Than the hundred other comments. Other people that are giving me attention. Like I want you to see it. 
I don't I don't care if anyone else sees it. Yeah, it's not like I'm bored of you, so I'm posting this to get attention. It's yeah. like I'm posting this mostly for your attention. Yeah. I'm like, also for these other reasons for my job and whatnot. I want like, like I want you to see it. I want yeah. to know what you think. No, like it's very sweet. I'm I'm yeah. always like the second I post, I'm like, Did you see it? What do you think? Like, because yeah. some, I mean, for the most part, he, he, he knows the pictures that I take, but he doesn't see every picture. Right. So every time I post, it's usually the first time he's seen it. So I'm always like, what do you think? It's like a little present for him too. <laughs> I mean, he's a lucky man. They get to see all these photo shoots. I don't know a lot of guys whose wives are that prolific in the like sexy photo department, but yeah. In the sexy photo department. Yeah. I mean, you know, like people are like, oh, I, for my husband's anniversary, I did like a photo shoot for him. It's like, yeah. you do them several times a week. I do them, yeah. <laughs> I did do that for our wedding, though. So he has a very special book. Oh. A very special book. <laughs> wow. All right. Um, well, that, that makes a lot of sense. And I think that's super healthy. And that actually helps me like, yeah, because it's weird. Instagram's weird. It's weird. But yeah. it's our job. And, it, mm-hmm. you know, it's just, but the intention behind it and the connotation, I think that's yeah. an important word. That's great. Um as we wrap this up, you've hit on a lot of like amazing points. I've learned a lot from you over the years of our work together. Mm-hmm. And hopefully, I, they said we're going to shoot in April or something for Speedo. Yeah, um, I think so. Whatever that is. Yeah, who knows? But, you know, for someone who's curious about this industry or dipping their toe in this industry, what what would be your little snippet of advice? What would, like, if you could speak to a, an up and coming model, like, what would you want to tell them? Um, what do I want to tell them? It's not going to be easy. <laughs> no. And jobs don't just fall in your lap. Like, you have the outliers of the girls who are like, my very first job was Victoria's Secret. Yeah, and they skyrocket. That doesn't happen to everybody. It's no. amazing. It's an amazing story. Don't yeah. get me wrong. But that's not everybody's story. And the reality is, is that's not even like 99.9% of most models' story. Ultimately, you get out of it what you put in. Mm-hmm. Like, even though modeling it most of the industry is out of your own hands um i can't decide if i get booked on a job or not but at the same time you have equal amount of opportunity to go out try to make connections try to be the best version of yourself when you're on set like Though there's so many things out of our hands, there's a lot of things that we control. And I don't think a lot of people realize how much you control. No, when it they come comes. in with this idea of entitlement. It's like, I'm yeah. a model. Give me the work. Yeah. And then yeah. when you don't start booking jobs, it's like, okay, well, have you contacted your agent? Mm-hmm. When was the last time you talked to your agent? Have you taken any new pictures? Have you sent those pictures to your agency? Have you tried to test with this photographer that has great connections? Like, right. There's so many ways to be able to like wiggle yourself into the door um, yeah. that I you you don't know until you start doing it. Like mm-hmm. nobody told me what I was doing when I started modeling. I had no idea. The more I did it, the more I was like, all right, this is everything about connection. Like everybody's pretty. Yeah. Good job. Yeah. You're, you have a great face. <laughs> you had good, nothing to do with it. <laughs> good for you. Yeah. Um, but it's as much as you put in is as much as you're going to get out. And the harder you work at trying to create connections, meeting people like you and I, like it's so funny. I'm surprised we haven't talked about this this entire time. You and I just working at Speedo. Mm-hmm. And then you randomly messaging me one day and being like, hey, do you want to sign with the San Diego agency? Oh, yeah. And I was like, 
Why did I I've do never, that? I don't know why you did that. That's why I'm like. Oh, they were looking for, I don't know, you something. Randomly I think they emailed me and they were looking for like your demographic. And I was like, Taylor, I and don't know why. I was like, yeah. wow, that's super random. But thanks, Michael. Sure. Yeah. I might as well sign with the San Diego agent. I've never even thought about it. Yeah. Um, and then literally them being my number one agency. They're great. And I, you booked with me, them immediately. I was booking like, Fuck yeah. all the time. Yeah. And so it's things as simple as making connections because those connections then lead into things that are very prosperous. Mm -hmm. Whereas I think a lot of people come into the industry and they think like, well, my agent's going to do all the work. Yeah, they think it's a cakewalk. I have no control over me booking a job. Like my agent's going to do all the work. And it's like, well, no, you have to do a lot of groundwork to even get into your agent's like favor. Well, like that that booking decision is the last 1%. Yeah. The initial 99%, mm-hmm. that groundwork, mm-hmm. that's in your hands, your agent's yeah. hands, and it goes upstream yeah. until that final decision. But yeah. you can do a lot of things to position mm-hmm. yourself better yeah. for have, to have that final decision go in your favor. Yeah. And I think that's why you see a lot of burnout. There's yeah. a ton. I mean, the market is so saturated. Very everyone's saturated. a model. Every, I don't, yeah. Everyone Inst- I talk to in LA. Instagram. But like, everyone's a model. Everyone I know in LA has like been on a shoot yeah. or like, you know, had an agent at one point. Yeah. It's just because it's the nature of this town. Mm-hmm. But people get, they either don't figure it out and mm-hmm. they're just like, what the fuck was that? Yeah. And then they bounce or they mm-hmm. burn out because they realize it's way more work than they expected and they don't enjoy it. Yeah. But the people who figure out the system mm-hmm. in an authentic way that's genuine yeah. and well-intended and then put in the work like an athlete or yeah. like a professional in any other career, mm-hmm. you start to see their faces more and more. Yeah. I've seen your face pop up in random Instagram ads. Say, I see you know, your face all the time. Yeah. And it's, <laughs> if that cream starts to rise to the top and you start yeah. to work with the same people over and over again. Yeah. And it's nice to know that it is a meritocracy that's not just based on beauty. It's mm-hmm. based on beauty plus effort. Yeah. And that's what... Well, it's like you... Not even you, beauty, just like a look. Yeah. A know? look A look gets you into the door, but yeah. a look doesn't get you to stay. No. Like you no. have The to. look opens the door. Yeah. You walk through you it. You walk through it. Yeah. And you, it, it's a lot more is in your hands than I think most people give themselves credit mm-hmm. or even want to like recognize about right. it. Right. So they can be like, well, the industry just sucks and then yeah, quit. Yeah, my you know. agent sucked and never yeah. booked me. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, pretty much the same jobs come across all the agents' desks. Yeah. Like I I literally will get the same exact job from all of my agencies. Three submissions. And mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, well, I have to go with this agency. Right. But it's like they're all getting the same exact job. Yeah. So like, what are you doing to convince your agent that you are the right person to submit to that job? Yeah. Because it's like the reality is, is your agent usually has, they're probably like, I don't know, let's say top five people. Yeah. It's like, how are you going to get into that rotation? For even there's the all American, there's the mm-hmm. black girl with a bouncy blonde afro, there's yeah. the ethnically ambiguous girl. Like mm-hmm. there's all these categories, but when the client comes along and says, hey, give me your top five of this. Yeah. How are you going to be in that top five? Mm-hmm. You know, and that's an effort. That's a it's a it's a matter of being communicative, mm-hmm. showing initiative, yeah. being reliable, having good feedback when you do work. Yeah. And there's and a also lot of things. Maybe even sometimes taking those shitty jobs that you don't want to yep. work. Yeah. Sometimes <laughs> you do that sales job and you're like, hmm. yeah, I mean, I did it today. I, I saw an Instagram story from a production company I followed. It's like. 
looking for extras in San Diego, and it was like a great rate for extras. I'm sorry, you had to go be yeah. a Corona commercial. Yeah, so I you went down. You have such a hard life. I know, but like, I felt myself getting on set, yeah. and then like the principals arrived, and I I felt this little ego. I, wanted I know, to, I know. You what wanted you to be mean. like, wait, I normally do principal. Work. I'm always the principal, and like you see the clicks kind of form, and the extras stay with the extras, and the you know, yeah. And I was just like. Like, yeah. what does it matter? Yeah, no. <laughs> this is a day I didn't have work. It's a company I like. Yeah. I'm getting paid. I'm on a beach in San Diego. Mm-hmm. And then by the end of the day, like, everyone's just intermingling because... It doesn't matter. It didn't doesn't matter. And I didn't no. go with that attitude of, like, I'm better than the extras. I or, like, should be better than this. Screw the principals. Yeah. I, they're not... It's just, like, we're all just trying we're just to here making sell money. some beer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this is great. Thank you so much for having me to your home thank you for, for uh, thinking of me yeah i mean we haven't spoken in years a long time no i haven't spoken to anyone <laughs> this is like my outlet now i love that yeah but i always knew we'd have great conversations when we were at speedo so we i figured always yeah and you did not disappoint yeah and i'm i have to say that usually in the modeling industry models are very flaky mm. So I'm very happy that you messaged me and you're like, we're doing this. And then you showed up my house the next day. Yeah. Well, I'm dealing with models. It's like, I got to go day to day. You got to strike while the iron's yeah. hot. Because it's like, I don't know why I got in the veil. And I get it. I'm like, go do your thing. Well, Make I, your money. you can always count on me. You you can book me a month in advance and I will hold that date for you. Uh, all right. Well, I appreciate that. Um, thank you again. This was lovely. Yes, of course. Thank you for having me. All right. Bye, kids. Bye.